As always, this episode is sponsored by my go-to stop for all things makeup, Revlon. Live boldly. Hey everyone, it's Ashley Graham, and this is Pretty Big Deal, the show where confidence is key. Every episode, I get to pick the brains of brilliant, inspiring, and honest friends, new and old, about their passions and what makes them a pretty big deal. Well, everybody, I've got some pretty big news. Today, my handsome, lovely, amazing husband, Justin Irvin, is joining us on Pretty Big Deal. Hi. Hi. Hi, I love you. Love you. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. I mean, you know, I know how you are. I just saw you five minutes ago. <laughs> um, thank you for being on Pretty Big Deal. It's a year of first, isn't it? It is a year of first. <laughs> Welcome to 2020. <laughs> so many ways. I have to use notes throughout this whole thing because, as Keeps you know, us in line. no, as you know, and as all of you know, mommy brain is real. How often have I been like, write it down because I will forget? Every 15 to 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. I kind of have like a notepad in my bra. It's like there's a milky bra, there's a milky boob, and there's a notepad. And I'm a just soggy like, notepad. <laughs> exactly. We are so excited for all of you to meet baby Irvin. He's a little bit busy right now, um, napping, pooping, and feeding, currently napping. Thank goodness. I don't know how he's feeding without you, though. That's impressive. <laughs> Postmates, seamless. Yeah, there we go. You got <laughs> jokes, kid. <laughs> so we're going to meet baby Irvin a little bit later. Yes. But before baby Irvin got here, we ended the year with a very exceptional Vogue cover. What an experience. Ah! Mm. I'm still kind of freaking out. I mean, how could you not be? It was such a moment that I, I'm still pinching myself when I see the cover. Can you grab that? I can. You mean this cover? This cover? <laughs> Wait, turn to your pages. Oh, turn yeah? To, turn to our pages. Oh, there it is. Oh. <laughs> Conveniently marked. I mean, this is such a monumental moment in my in my career. Oh yeah, for our family because it was almost like a solo cover. Well, you know, it's funny. You're always talking about affirmations and visions and everything. And and one of your visions that you had on the board for a long time was a Vogue cover. And it here was. We are. It was on my vision board. Yeah. And uh, wow, and how cool to be doing it pregnant. But to actually see, it's really something else. It is. Yeah. But I. So you're really private. An incredibly, an incredibly private person. Nothing's changed. What? <laughs> but what made you want to do um, this spread with me? Well, just to be able to support you and be right there every step of the way with ticking off the box one of the major accomplishments that you wanted to achieve. Not just you solo, you were chosen specifically because you were carrying our son. So it only makes sense for daddy to be there too. So yeah. it, was, it was great. It was like this huge dream come true and to be shot by Annie Leibovitz. And Annie was great. Oh, she was fantastic. She was so nice, so much fun too. You had fun with her, right? Oh, she's great. In between your push-ups, I saw you guys going off and having little conversations. Look, you can't just gloss over the push-ups. If, if you know you're gonna be in vogue, then you do everything you can to prepare. So push-ups. So I was doing push-ups every 10, 15 minutes. What were you talking to her about when you would like walk off with her? Just nerdy stuff. Like? Like uh, whether she prefers 
strobes versus continuous light, if she, you know, all the, all the nerdy stuff that you get in, just being in the industry and being a filmmaker, you sort of always are curious about the process for other people, but to be able to ask her in person. And, and for her to be into it. And for her it. to be so into it, yeah, yeah, she was great. She was really nice. Well, you saw our big conversation in the beginning. I had to, so as you can see my on my, my boobs on the cover, um, you can see my nipples. A little nipplage. Yes, but my my boobs kind of hang lower than what they are. So we ended up having to make this bra that had my nipples hanging out because we wanted to simulate um, the fact that I was naked underneath. Yeah. But we needed the girls to be high and lifted. So we just cut this out. I we had my nipples. the libatits. Yes. And so I had to keep lifting my dress, like, okay, Annie, do you like this bra with these nipples? And then I'd have to put it back. She'd be like, can you pull that one over and pull that one up and over? It was quite the show. So you can actually see um, this this nipple right here um, is kind of drifting over and down. I had to keep lifting them, but you know. But how fun though, because you know. It was fun. Behind the scenes for this kind of, <laughs> for this kind of a thing is really interesting too. I'll always keep this bra as my Vogue cover bra. She should have signed it. <laughs> she should have signed it. <laughs> So when you're pregnant, it's like you get all this unsolicited advice. And one of the, I think one of the best pieces of advice that I had gotten was that I needed to make pregnant friends mm -hmm. and I needed to build a community. My stylist Jordan told me that, mm -hmm. you told me that, mm -hmm. and I'm so glad that I did that. And then also something else that I found out for myself, it wasn't necessarily advice, but it was kind of like a door had been opened was to go to home birth route. Mm -hmm. And I'm so glad that I kind of was just soaking in so much information, but only, um, only, only using exactly what, what was working for me. Well, it was interesting because just watching you in the beginning of, of the pregnancy in your first trimester, there was a lot of internalizing you were doing. There was a lot of processing and yeah. you were just sort of trying to understand who you were now. As far as advice goes for you, it was really important for me to see you do that because of how internalized you were and how closed off you were. Yeah. So I'm uh, so glad that I made, I made 12 pregnant friends. Yeah. I don't know where they came from. The internet. It was a, the internet. <laughs> I made friends on, for, yeah. through DM, but then Your there DM was actual people. like friend friends. Yeah. What advice were you given through this pregnancy? Well, it, it's great timing because a couple of my really close friends are also young fathers. Yeah. And so I think, you know, maybe the way that- Hey, Eric. Hey, Joey. Eric, Joey, what's Hey, up? Christian. Christian. <laughs> Jeez, who else? I don't want to forget anybody. Now oh, we're yeah. rifling them off. Um, Jar. Jarmone. Chris. Chris. Okay, that's enough. But no, it's good though, because you had 12 <laughs> pregnant women. Uh, we just named at least six. At least six, you know, fathers, young fathers. So it was great to have that network, so to speak, because, you know, it's hard for adults in general, but men in specific, to sort of like have these fast bonds if you haven't gone through something together. But even apart from my close friends, there have been other people, Lars, everybody who's like a young father is always wanting to give this, hey man, you know, just be aware because this might happen. That might happen. Put the diaper on top when you change because they'll fire they'll off. They'll pee all over yeah. themselves and you. So little tidbits like that, you know, have been really cool. But I think apart from all the unsolicited advice, welcome, unwelcome, the thing that we really wanted to make sure we did together was to agree and make a pact to still be us. Yes. Because that's one of the things that we knew would evolve with his arrival. Mm -hmm. But that's also the foundation for him growing and developing in a healthy way is for us to remain intact. And mm -hmm. so we both at various times of the pregnancy wanted, we're just like, man, it's about to be three of us. Man, 
Yours came a lot later, but I was thinking about that the entire time. Yeah, I'll yeah. I'll share that story with all of you in a minute. Yeah. My body was just like constantly changing and, and I'm glad that I had the support system of the other women because I can go to you as much as I want. Like, baby, I'm feeling like this. I feel crazy. I feel like um, my emotions are skyrocketing. My body is changing and mm -hmm. my body was changing. Mm -hmm. And I had already gone through at 17, 18, 19, figuring out what affirmations were, mm -hmm. figuring out how to like block the haters, mm -hmm. how to have agency over my own, my own body. Mm -hmm. But now, boom, I'm pregnant and I can't eat meat. I feel a little bit wild, like in my, in my, I don't know, in my spirit. I just felt like, I don't know who I am. Agency over your body is interesting because all those things that you're talking about in the past prior to getting pregnant was you taking control of and having as much agency as you could under your own terms. But, you know, at this point, you're carrying and, and, and gestating and taking care of our son inside of you. Well, that's so, what it felt like an alien was taking over. Mm -hmm. But it... I knew that there was life inside of me the moment that everything started changing. Mm -hmm. Like I immediately knew, oh my gosh, I'm growing a human. But that human, it didn't click for me until like you feel the kicks and you feel the wiggles and you see this ultrasound. The that, heartbeat, the Yeah, <laughs> that later it was like, it's okay that your body is changing. Mm -hmm. But I had to go back to the basics mm -hmm. and I had to do a lot of it. Like, thank God you were there to, to listen. Thank God I had my 12 pregnant friends to also just kind of- Your kinda, mom, my mom. Yeah, but even my mom and your mom were like, oh, I didn't feel like that. Everything was fine. This you is know? a distant memory with yeah. 30 something and a 30 something. <laughs> exactly. They, they're not as connected in the like, oh, this is what I went through. It's like, oh, you'll be fine. I feel like those generations of women are like kind of brush it off. That's why I'm glad I had friends my age. But I had to go back to the basics of what affirmations were and how, how my words have power for my future and for my current state. And for him. And for because, him. Because, you know, what you say and what you feel. Epigenetics. Well, absolutely pass down and, and, and get within his spirit and his system too. Mm -hmm. So you maintaining that positive perspective was really important for me because of your own mental and emotional well-being, but also what you are indoctrinating into him in utero. But it was hard. It was hard. But you sometimes. did it. But what was really funny oh, when you God. thought that you would, you know, it's funny, we, we were taking pictures together on our camera of your developmental process as you yeah. got bigger. And there were moments where you would wake up, let's say like end of first trimester, man, I've gotten big. I was not that big. And then we look back on the photos. Towards the end. Yeah, t toward the end. Oh. You were like, I thought I was showing. <laughs> exactly. That showing. Pop. But I think it was at the end of my third trimester where I finally was like, okay, I'm going to embrace this. Mm -hmm. I don't have any clothes that fit, but I'll just waddle my way down the Brooklyn Bridge and I'll big just stay coat. active. I have to say now, though, that I gave birth and I did it naturally and I felt everything, I feel like there's nothing I can't do. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing that could come my way where I say, oh, that's too hard. I can't handle that. Mm -hmm. I went through laboring for six hours naturally. Yeah, be specific. You had a completely Woo! natural childbirth Woo! at home. At home, right there. <laughs> In a big old pool. Big old <laughs> Don't pool. worry, it was on the carpet. Yeah. <laughs> but look, all the white furniture remained. It's still white. It's still white. Man. But I have to say, going through that experience, yeah. going through the hardship of my body changing, having to go back to what I practice, what I preach, mm -hmm. and then going through the invincible 
laboring birth experience that I did. And now to be able to stand tall and say, wow, I did it. I'm so proud of myself. And I want other women to feel that exact feeling of just being invincible. Yeah, well, it's it's something that, I mean, it, I, I told you right afterward, I told you, you know, in the days subsequent that I, I'm so proud of you. Like the way you handled that and the way you did that was just a testament. It was icing on the cake to how well you prepared in advance mm -hmm. through working out, through eating well, through staying active, yoga. through taking the stairs, through doing yoga, through everything that you did to prepare for the, the biggest workout of your life. And the it stairs. was that. Yes. It was that. It was completely you going through this odyssey that was painful to watch because of how much pain you were in. Painful to live in. Yeah. But on the other side of it, it's like, whoa. She really did this. It was it was a big decision for, for me to make. And you were really great in just letting me make up my mind on my own. You were incredibly supportive. But I think having made the decision to have the birth here mm -hmm. at our house gave me so much clarity that for me, I knew that if I was in the hospital, because you know how much I hate a hospital, if I would have had the birth at the hospital, I think anxiety would have been through the roof. But because I was here, the lights were dim. It was a chill environment. I got to eat whatever food I wanted to. I could be in bed. I could be in the pool. Well, we were in control. And the last thing yes. that I wanted, to, and so as far as you know, doing the home birth and coming to that, that decision, I mean, we both have somewhat of a, a crunchy side to us. We do. Deep down, deep underneath down. all of this glam, there's a there's a, a little bit of granola. There's a really big a granola, granola girl in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but just coming to that realization through all these processes of elimination was great because it was almost like the decision had been made for us already. Like it just mm -hmm. felt so comfortable. Mm -hmm. And knowing that you, knowing you, you would have been freaking out every moment in a hospital bed. But when we were here in the home, in with everything within our control, everything to your comfort, everything, you know, set up for your ease mm -hmm. of mind mm -hmm. and ease of body was the best decision we so could have made. So necessary. And then to go straight from the pool to the bed with our son and just hold him, what a I bond. I know. What a time. I know, that was so special. Yeah. Okay, but hold on, I wanna ask you a question because yeah. everybody keeps asking me like, oh, how were your nine months? And like, what are your feelings? And what, how was your birth? But uh, they don't ever ask the men that. Yeah. How was the nine months for you? It was a trip. <laughs> <laughs> it was a real trip. Um, but it was great because throughout all of your ups and downs, more ups than downs, but actually the third trimester I think was the most fun for me, for you, mm. because you were having the most fun. You were now finally embracing, oh, this sphere in front of me is actually my child growing inside of me, embracing that, us talking to him, mm -hmm. us feeling the kicks, mm -hmm. hearing the hiccups, all those kind of things that, that happened in those later stages were really fun and just mm -hmm. to have you get into that space where you're now enjoying it. We're talking to him, we're singing to him. That was just really special. Did you did you have any concerns walking into the home birth? Zero, I had no concerns whatsoever. I didn't have any either. Because at the end of the day, and we had talked about this, you know, when it's your time, you're, this woman will have the baby whenever, wherever. Mm. Back of a cab, home birth. The lobby, the lobby baby. The lobby, wherever <laughs> it may be, because that's what you're designed to do. And it's just so impressive, and to see you Deliver him here in the home the yeah. way you would plan, the way you would make you feel most comfortable, mm -hmm. put me at total ease. So whether you're here, Bali, Kenya, Japan, Lincoln, or, Nebraska, or Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> Brooklyn, New York. Yeah, you did what you had to do, and it was great. It was perfect for us.
Yeah. So then January, what was our due date? January 14th? 11th, no. Wait, oh, four, 11th. Mm -hmm. See, look at that. See, the due date doesn't even matter anymore. It's well, his it's, birthday it's, that it's, matters. It's the, it's the distant past now, but like 1-11-2020 was That's what it was, yeah. 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 So the due date rolls around, yep. and we get the advice to go on a due date. A due date. Yes, mm -hmm. and that's exactly what we did, mm -hmm. except for we went on a due trip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, very Ashley and Justin style. We, we snuck away. We not to just you know, do a staycation. We're hitting the road. We hit the road. We went to Sag Harbor, mm -hmm. three and a half hour drive with mm -hmm. traffic. Mm -hmm. We told no one except for my assistant. Mm -hmm. And because we didn't, and the midwives, we told the midwives. Yeah, well, they were encouraging of it. Yeah. They were like, look, there's no sign of him coming. No, no Go sign, no contraction. Like he barely fallen down. Yeah. It was all of the stuff. So they said, and the majority of first time mothers um, go past their due date at least and a week or two. And especially with boys. They like to cook a little longer. They, that's what they kept saying. Mm -hmm. Boys like to stay in there with the mamas. I did. You were two weeks late, Two I think. weeks uh, past my due date. Yeah. Baby Irvin was just a week late. So we went away and um, and we did sound baths and we did meditation. And it went was really- a friend's house, ate dinner. It was really like a time for us to connect. And I think mm -hmm. that in that moment for us to connect, which was so, it was so peaceful, mm -hmm. I had a moment where I just started sobbing and I went straight my face in your neck and I was like, I told you, I don't want this to change. I still yeah. want you and me. Because yeah. you and me, I mean, we're a solid foundation. Mm -hmm. And we're bringing a baby in and we want to give him a continuous solid foundation. And I just, I wanted to say that to you because because you're so special to me and he's so special to me and I hadn't even met him yet. Yeah. I think that you were really envisioning the actual change. Yeah, I really was. It was the fact that it wasn't just JNA. Yeah. It's now JNA Plus. Yeah. So I think it's so funny though, because I've been saying all along, babe, you know that things are going to be. Things are going to be different. It's fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, <laughs> it's fine, it's fine. I got to go chew another PBD. <laughs> Just putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. But then in those quiet moments, that week before, reality smacked you right in the face. It did. I'm like, I've been telling you this. But I'm so glad we had that. I'm moment. so glad. So then we got back on like the Thursday. And the next morning, Saturday morning, January 18th, knock, 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 contraction started at 5 a.m. And what sound did you wake up to? Moaning. And do it, groaning. do it, do it, do it. You do it way better, but the thing is- You I can't do my moan? Come on, it's been nine Come years. Come on. Come on, do my moan. It hasn't been nine years. It's been one day of, of moaning <laughs> that way. That's a, uh, that's a different sound. This is a very specific sound that I knew was not- <laughs> There was not the sushi coming back to haunt you. That it wasn't, was the baby coming. And it wasn't, um, it wasn't a nice moan. It wasn't like a... No, this was cheer. Like it was, it was something agony. else. So then 7 a.m. rolls around and mm -hmm. I'm like, Justin, wake up. And I was, I, I kind of had a feeling that I knew, I felt like it was Braxton Hicks, but I also felt like you have got to get the house together. Mary Poppins showed up <laughs> to make ready for the baby. <laughs> Which wasn't me, it was you. Yeah, I mean, you know, you put me to work immediately, like, okay, yes. this, that, and the other, but I'm thinking the whole time. I was like, this, build this, clean that. It doesn't matter, because all of it's going to be shoved out of the way for when the midwives come, we blow up the pool, all that kind of stuff. Yes. So then we knew that we wanted to go to breakfast, mm -hmm. and so we ended up going to breakfast at 9 a.m. Another two hours went by. We had a plan to execute. Mm -hmm. And I had two contractions through breakfast, and I would turn myself away from the whole breakfast area, and I'd be like, shh. 
And I would come back and I'd be like, okay, pancakes look delicious. <laughs> and I mean, I I wasn't feeling like, ha, 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 in between the contractions, mm -hmm. but I... But it was still that, that the, so the midwives had said very clearly that there was going to be a point where you could still have conversation. You'd yes. still be jokey. You could still have... And we Myself. were at that stage, but then after you got back, climbed we went, the stairs. I, I climbed five, five flights of stairs sideways because mm -hmm. the midwives told me that if I went upstairs sideways, it would help open up my hips. Mm -hmm. So anytime I saw stairs, I was like, sideways, sideways, open up the hips. Sure enough, I get upstairs, change my clothes into yoga because I had a yoga class. That's not the surprising part. The surprising part to most people would be the fact that you didn't cancel the yoga class because you were in labor. <laughs> no. That's the part. That's I the wanted, Ashley part. I no, that's the very to. Ashley part. I wanted to still go to yoga because I felt like I could do a yoga session before he came so that way I could be really open and sure. loose. That's, you were sticking to the plan. So what happens 15 minutes into yoga? My water breaks. And it sounded like a little like like balloon popping, but not as loud, like inside, like an mm, inside balloon. You felt balloon. the pop, right? And my pants got soaking wet. I dribbled a little bit on the yoga mat. And next thing you know. And you wanted to, you wanted to satisfy your curiosity because you heard that it's not like pee. You heard that it was like sort of a musty. Musty smell. So after I was done crying through the contraction, because it was my first like hardcore contraction, I looked at you and there were still tears in my eyes. And I said, can you smell it? Is it musty? And you were like, Ashley. There's no way. Sure. So yeah, sorry. Sorry I asked you. To no problem. That. I didn't do it. I know you did. <laughs> <laughs> um, cleaned up our yoga mat and we yeah. brought it back upstairs. Yeah. I got in the shower. Midwives doula came. Yeah. Everybody the started setting. Arrived, yeah. Everybody started setting up. Five and a half hours later, we're in the pool. It's you, me, one midwife, and the doula. And I'm on my back in mm -hmm. the pool. And my knees are up, and I keep screaming. I mean, there was action the entire time. The whole time. The whole we were time. moving around the whole apartment. But, but this, at this moment. Point, this moment, I was like, I could feel his head in between my legs. Yeah. I mean, I physically could and that's, feel it. That's what they call the ring of fire, right? Oh, yeah. the and ring of fire. Burns, burns, burns. And I was singing. I was yeah. singing. Were you? In your head? <laughs> no, I uh. was saying, it burns, it yeah. burns, like yeah. screaming. Yeah. And then I'm on I'm on my back with my legs up, my feet are in your stomach, mm. and I'm pushing. And, and I'm, I and I said, progress, and you looked at me with tears in your eyes. And you said, baby, I can see his head. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to cry. <laughs> <laughs> it was so incredible because all, like I said before, all that effort. And now his arrival is imminent. I know. And then at one point they even said to you, put your hand on, you can feel him. I know. And seeing you with tears in your eyes mm -hmm. and saying I can see his head mm -hmm. gave me so much strength to just push him out. And I really needed that. Yeah. It was, whoo. You did it. <sighs> Revlon doesn't run when you cry. <laughs> it doesn't. <sighs> but you did great. And I, then a moment later. A mo literally, a moment, a moment later. later, we sat back. He was on my chest and he was looking you in the eyes. I looked at you, you looked at me, I looked at him, he's looking back at me. And he, it's like, he, I recognized him. We, he, and it's like he recognized us, because he didn't, he wasn't loud, he wasn't screaming, he wasn't, you know, in distress, anything. He just, you know, the normal sort of crying, but then yeah. we just all sort of had that moment where it's like, oh. We're a family. We're a family. And I said to you, we're a family forever now. Yeah. I think it's time to bring out our son. Should I go grab him? Yeah, will yeah. you go get him? Let's go get him. Okay. 
All right, while Justin's grabbing the baby, I just wanna take a minute to let you know about my new favorite product, especially postpartum mom life, and it's from Freedom Mom. I am so obsessed with these amazing mommy, oh, did you get it? <laughs> these amazing mommy postpartum diapers. I mean, they're underwear, but I like to call them diapers because I changed my diaper, then I changed his diaper, and they're, Amazing. It feels like nothing on my booty, on the parts that are still hurting. And they've got so many products for moms for postpartum. There's tons of stuff for newborns, but not a lot for mommies. So go to freedommom.com where you can find out even more info. Hi, guys. Hey, mommy. Oh. Hey. He's so little. Yep. Here he is. All right, world. Meet Isaac, Isaac Menelik Giovanni, Giovanni Irvin. So, oh, huh? should I take him? Because he's a little fuzzy. Yeah, we'll here, let me see my baby. My big boy. Aww. Here, turn him to me. Oh, yeah, I love you. Mm, mm, mm. And so here's Isaac. Here he is, Isaac Menelik Giovanni Irvin. Mm -hmm. And now let's explain everything because yeah. Isaac, you thought of when you were like in high school, middle school. Younger than, oh well, yeah, middle school, school probably. Middle school. Kia and I, my sister Kia and I would have discussions about, oh, one day when we have kids and da 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 da. And so she was always brainstorming names and I brainstormed my own name for my future son and I knew it was gonna be Isaac, just mm -hmm. even from then till now. And Menelik is, um, we were inspired in Ethiopia last Christmas we with Rachel, Ethiopia. our best friend. Mm -hmm. And Menelik is the first emperor of Ethiopia. Yep. It also means son of the wise. Mm -hmm. And um, Menelik was the son of Queen of Sheba and, and King Solomon. And King Solomon. So everything in his name is pointing to legacy, whether it's, you know, Isaac with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, or Menelik being, you know, royal African roots. And then Giovanni is the Italian version of Giovanni. John. Giovanni. So our friend Anthony was tossing out names when we were in Amalfi together. And, and he loved um, the name Giovanni. He loved it. He just thought, but oh, it, so how, how continental to have a baby named Giovanni. But it kind of hit home for us because your grandfather's name is John. My grandfather's name is John. You and have a bishop. And the bishop, the founder of the church that my parents uh, got saved and baptized in was John. that church and it created another legacy for us and our family. But it was also Giovanni because... Of the nod to the, the partial Italian roots that I have. Yes. Yeah. And then Irvin because Irvin is his daddy. That's our family. <laughs> We're family forever. Yep. I don't know about you, but I can't stop staring at him. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite part about Mr. Isaac? Isaac's great. Isaac is calm. I was. I have a good friend named Eric in LA and he and his son um, I was watching them months and months ago and I was like, okay, God, I want that eye contact, that bond yeah. that Eric and his son have. And so with him and Jalen, they're always looking eye to eye. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I want this sort of eye to eye. I and want this direct contact. And Isaac looks me straight in my face and I look him straight in his face and you did it right when you came out of mommy. You did. My favorite part is after he's done feeding mm -hmm. and he wants to have like playtime play conversation yeah. and he does all these different faces. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's like ever changing and mm -hmm. he's like, mm -hmm. and it's like he wants to say something He's so like, badly. just say it. Just, he's, I know. Oh, just <laughs> it's <emoting>. so cute. <laughs> and it's funny, normally it's the adult that makes the faces for the baby. No, but he's making the all the, the faces, faces for, for us. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're super dad with the diapers. You've got it down, buddy. Nothing bothers me. I mean, whether he's sneezing on me, whether <laughs> I'm changing diapers, whether he happens to just pee when he, when I'm switching over the, 
the diaper. It's he hasn't peed on his it. face yet. No, no, he hasn't shot up. He's just only <laughs> shot back. So he has a can an uncanny knack for whenever he's wearing clothes, then he just pees on the clothes he's wearing. Mm -hmm. And it's mm -hmm. I just, you know, long aches the process, but whatever. And I have to say, like, just waking up every two to four hours in the night, I'm not tired when I wake up. I'm a little groggy and I'm like, okay, it's 8.30, he's still sleeping. And I'm like, woof, I got a boost of energy. Mm. I don't know what that is. Good for you. Well, you know why? Because you're, you're abiding by that advice to sleep when he sleeps. Yeah, we take a 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. nap, stay up until about 11. And that's when daddy's back to work when mommy and baby are lying It's down. good, then you yeah. get your time. Yeah. Because you're then, so busy taking care of us. Well, it's fun taking care of you guys, Aww. but. But then when we all go back Daddy to work. Daddy needs to sleep, and I'm the one waking up <laughs> not as chipper as you guys. He's chipper. When he's he, chipper. After he eats and after he just get, takes a nap, playtime. I know. Yeah, he's great. What do you feel like we've seen in each other in these last two and change weeks? I know mine. So you are incredibly driven and not hard, but you're ready. You're steeled. You're prepared. You know, you, you are unfazed by a lot of things in business and life, and you just sort of tackle it on. Case in point, natural childbirth right here in the house. Mm -hmm. But Isaac has brought something out of you in terms of just cooing and singing to him and just, you know, poking at him and just being all maternal, which has been really, really, really sweet to watch. I love watching you put your face in his neck when he's like a little whiny, and you just start going, and it calms him down right away. The Isaac whisper. It's your lips and your beard and just that skin to skin. And mm -hmm. all of a sudden he's like putty in your arms. And it just makes me just, oh, I just feel like, oh, all the time. Mm -hmm. I think I'm awing all day long. That's my boy. We <laughs> oh, have fun. I'm so glad we got to introduce him. Yeah. And I think Isaac is saying we better wrap this up because he's now he's asleep on the tit. Yeah, well. I got to pull this thing back in my bra. <laughs> Thank you for being on PBD. Thank you for having our baby. I love you. Oh. I love you. All right. That's it, Isaac. Say bye. Back, back to napping, pooping, and eating. Yeah. Don't forget to subscribe to more episodes of PBD because you are not going to want to miss them.